0: The Gratitude Podcast, episode 62.
1: And what changed my life were these 10 words. I was doing a bunch of studying and I was reading some research in positive psychology. And this one researcher said something amazing. Uh, They said, you can't be grateful and unhappy at the same time wow! <laughs> when I heard that, it's like, holy cow, that means there's something I could do about it. And I was reading about all these studies that they would do, where they would put people into different experiments, whether it was writing a letter to somebody who had meant so much to them, whether it was writing in a gratitude journal uh, every day or every week, or, you know, all of these different uh, just exercises. And as they had people do that, and if they could elevate their gratitude level, then suddenly they had control of their lives and they felt this happiness. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian
0: Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have an amazing guest. You will love him. um, And I'm sure that we will learn a lot from him. And uh, his story will surely inspire us. His name is Scott Wilhite. He's a filmmaker, a social entrepreneur, and the author of the seven core skills for everyday happiness, scientifically proven skills for a happier and more meaningful life. He also said something really interesting, really interesting in our um, email exchange uh, before actually uh, putting this together. Uh, he said that gratitude is the single greatest skill anyone can have to transform their life. I think this is amazing, and uh, without further ado, Scott, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
1: Hey, Benta, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you invited me on, and I'm excited to share some of the things that I've learned, and hopefully that will help your audience. Um, I do want to start out, and I know this is probably an odd way to start out, um, but I had a super sad weekend. Um, it, it. I have a family member who is going through some super hard times, and it has broken my heart, and it has been kind of a, a difficult challenge to go through, and I was thinking about our, our podcast recording this morning, and I was thinking about a comment that I hear from so many people that, you know, when I, you know, when they hear what I do and what I've learned, and they kind of look at me as kind of a happiness guru, uh, a lot of times they... Ask this funny question. They say you don't have to be happy all the time, do you? You know, and and I've often thought about that. I thought, you know, probably a lot of that is their perception that it's so much work to be happy, because you know. And and I'll tell you a little bit about my background, my story, um, but a lot of times they they look at it as work that, you know, you have to put on the happy face, you know, you have to pretend and all that stuff. And boy, that's got to be exhausting to do that all the time. Um, And that really isn't the case with happiness. And, uh, and once you understand, you know, gratitude and how you could use that as a skill. um, I mean, it really does transform your life, but, you know, just kind of to explain a little bit about this last weekend um, with this family member, um, and the way that it's broken my heart, and you know, I see the pain that they're going through, and it's kind of one of those things where you wish you could go through the pain instead of them, you know, where you just you want to take that away, you want to help them out, but it's their <clears throat> it's their challenge, it's it's their uh, it's their road, it's their path. Um, but I was thinking about the deep sadness that I had and, and that I was experiencing, and and also realizing that. I don't think happiness is the opposite of sadness. I think hopelessness is the opposite of discouragement, or, or of uh, that you can't be. You know, you, and, uh, you can't. Oh, I, I'm kind of fumbling with my words here, but but anyway, with with happiness, I don't think it's the opposite of sadness. I think you can actually experience both at the same time. And and with the sadness I was feeling, there was a lot of actual joy because, because I'm, I'm feeling empathy. I'm I'm connecting with another human and it's like experiencing a broader spectrum of emotions. And so when people ask, do you have to have to be happy all the time? Absolutely not. You know, especially if you understand gratitude as a skill, it opens you up to this new world where you can experience just this whole range of emotions and the, the fullness of life. So Anyway, I'd love to share my story and how I learned about this. Um, I'm kind of a newbie to gratitude. And uh, anyway, do you mind if I share that, Benta?
0: Yeah, so um, I wanted to add something that I I believe that uh, would be really interesting. Uh, I've also had on the podcast uh, one of the leading experts in emotional intelligence. And he also said that it's very important for us to uh, leave the emotions, to... Uh, not to inhibit them or to suppress them or to do things like this, because when we leave uh, the emotion of sadness or any kinds of other emotions that uh, are perceived as negative, uh, that permits us to leave positive emotions as well and to to have a wider range of emotions and I think that it's it's important that that you mentioned this, and I wanted to uh, to add this little thing
1: oh i appreciate you sharing that benta yeah i i find it interesting that the more the more i've learned i'm i mean i'm still very new to all of this but the more that i've learned you know the more that we can enjoy just all the emotions boy that just kind of gives us a zest for life you know we're no longer flat we're no longer a shadow of who we could be but we're living as our full selves and uh you know, this journey has just been amazing for me and, and so happy to share You know, what I found with others. That's awesome.
0: Firstly, what, what I wanted to ask you is, what does gratitude mean for you personally?
1: Okay, I love this question. Um, gratitude, I used to think, was the same as thankfulness, and it really isn't. What gratitude is, is it's re- recognizing that you are the recipient of deliberate kindness. You know, and so that opens it up because all of a sudden there's a connection between you and someone else. It could be a connection with you and a friend, a connection with you and a stranger. It can be a connection with you and God. But it means that you are the recipient of deliberate kindness. So somebody has has done something kind for you and there's that connection. And, uh, and you know, once I understood that meaning of, of gratitude, that's when, you know, my life really started to
0: change. And that's awesome. I, I love it. And I think that um, I, I'll, I also like to mention this, uh, I tend to be uh, independent, but it's so beautiful when you get to in situations when you're interdependent, when others can do something for you and uh, you can you can feel the gratitude, the fact that you're not able to do everything in this world and that you have other people that one way or another help you. Uh, with things that you knew that you needed help with, and even with things that you didn't even know that they could help you and that could make your life even more beautiful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. I think is, is the perfect word for it. You know, when we have that connection with others, we feel like our lives matter, that we're part of something greater than ourselves. So yeah, just so important to establish those connections with people.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And, um, I know that you're a quote guy and we talked a little bit about this uh, before we got started. And I'm really curious if you have a favorite quote on gratitude and if you want to share why you chose that particular quote.
1: Yeah. um, So I have a quote from Oprah Winfrey and she said, be thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. And the reason that that quote means so much to me is because the way that my life was going was um, just so frustrating. (laughs) I mean, I was living the dream. Uh, I was checking all the boxes that I was told would make me happy and make me successful. And, and I felt totally unfulfilled. Um, By trade, I'm a commercial filmmaker and, uh, and I was traveling the world, you know, doing exactly what I wanted to do. And, you know, and and living this life that on the outside looked like enviable. <laughs> Everybody wanted this kind of life. But I was so embarrassed because inside I was empty. I was unfulfilled. And I was so frustrated with this. Uh, and, and I was embarrassed by it. And so I didn't want anybody else to know. But I found those emotions starting to eke out. You know, I would, <clears throat> I would lash out at coworkers, you know, um, I would, I was always, my kids were always on eggshells, uh, you know, around my house and, and my wife would distance herself because, you know, I was so volatile with uh, my frustrations, you know, this emptiness inside that just the harder I worked, the more, you know, I tried to do the things that I thought would make me happy. You know, if you work hard, you be, you make lots of money and then you'll be successful and then you'd be happy. Yeah. Totally the wrong formula, but that's what I was doing. And since it wasn't fulfilling, I started working harder, and, and I was more and more and more frustrated with what I was, you know, trying to produce, and it wasn't offering that satisfaction. So anyway, my life really started to fall apart. Uh, it, you know, even though it looked like everything was going good on the outside, inside I was empty and unfulfilled. And I remember um, I blew up at a coworker. <laughs> uh, we were on a location scout in another state and, uh, and I yelled at him and then we spent the next five hours in the same car, just he and I alone, not saying a word to one another. <laughs>
0: oh my <laughs> <I> mean, God. <laughs>
1: look, grown men, you know, yeah. but I was so frustrated and just, you know, I couldn't figure out how to satisfy within, how to feel calm, how to feel peaceful. And, uh, And anyway, my life started to totally unravel when I discovered that gratitude was actually a skill. And what changed my life were these 10 words. I was doing a bunch of studying and I was reading some research in positive psychology. And this one researcher said something amazing. Uh, They said, you can't be grateful and unhappy at the same time wow, <laughs> when I heard that. It's like, holy cow, that means there's something I could do about it. And I was reading about all these studies that they would do, where they would put people into different experiments, whether it was writing a letter to somebody who had meant so much to them, whether it was writing in a gratitude journal uh, every day or every week, or, you know, all of these different uh, just exercises. And as they had people do that, and if they could elevate their gratitude level, then suddenly they had control of their lives and they felt this happiness. And when I started to practice what they talked about, oh my gosh, my life changed. You know, where I was self-sabotaging my relationships, where I was wrecking everything that was so important to me, all of a sudden, you know, now I felt peaceful. I felt calm. um, I felt happiness and I felt like, I could spark my happiness whenever I wanted. I was suddenly in control. It was no longer this strange thing outside of me that was somehow preventing me from being happy, but it was it was I was able to have that internally. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, it makes total sense and I've had a similar experience because and this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast because I know that if we really want to be fulfilled, if we really want to be happy, it's uh it has a lot to do with this life skill with uh gratitude with the fact that unless we appreciate what we have unless we appreciate the things that are in our life we can have everything literally everything and not be fulfilled and uh, i think that this is this is why it's so important to to cultivate this attitude of gratitude this habit of being grateful and the beautiful part is that in my experience um i, I still have uh, like like we talked in the beginning i still have uh, so called negative feelings and uh, challenges and uh, things still happen but the fact that i have this habit is so much makes things so much easier for me and getting back to gratitude and to happiness is 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 so much easier and so much faster and i think this is this is the priceless gift that you, uh, that we all have been given, uh, with gratitude.
1: Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? We have the power within we, you know, we just didn't know about it. And it sounds like you've, you've struggled with the same stuff I struggle with all the time for me, my biggest struggle, and it's not something that I have mastered is discouragement. You know, I feel like I'm always running away from it and it's always nipping at my heels, trying to get me. Uh, and so, I need to work super hard and, and like you said, make gratitude a habit um, use the those skills that we have to to elevate our gratitude levels so that we can be in charge of that but uh but yeah um if it wasn't for if it wasn't for learning that it was a skill and learning that there are different things activities that we could do all the time to um to you know bring our gratitude levels up to um, to where it's making that difference in our lives. Boy, I don't know where I'd be. You know, I kind of shudder to think about that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's it's interesting that uh, material possessions and, uh, I don't know, traveling the world is so much more, uh, it's easier to see for other people and it's, it's easier for people to see that, okay, that's uh, the perfect life one way or another. But the, the the thing with gratitude that that's fascinating for me is that it's a lot of it is is on the inside, and uh, it's not as visible. And it's and this is one of the things that I'm doing uh, with the podcast and making it more visible somehow and making it more um, easily accessible. Let's say. Uh, Than the 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 things that we see on the outside, and I think this this is quite important. But I, what I wanted to um, to find out uh, from you is when you had your first experience with uh, gratitude, actually uh, living it, actually experiencing it, not just the, the concept, but actually a personal experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really interesting story. So. Um, <laughs> I told you a little bit about how frustrated I was and how my life was kind of falling apart. It was really falling apart. I mean, so much so that like, you know, I was so emotionally unstable. I lashed out with some people. I got put on um, probation at work, you Mm. know, because I was just, I was so volatile, you know? And, uh, and I remember just, I mean, everything was falling apart in my life. And I really worried about what this was going to do with my relationship with my wife. She is, the most important thing to me and my family and i could see how it was affecting them so when i learned about um uh, when i learned that happy, you know the science of happiness um i started studying all of these things and and these researchers that were talking about gratitude and and i and i thought okay well i'm i'm really busy right now you know cuz everyone says to keep a gratitude journal and i'm like that's not going to work <laughs> you know it's exactly, too exactly yeah Easy. I said, and I said, okay, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be more grateful throughout the day and I'm gonna be more grateful in my prayers at night and whatever. And I just kind of convinced myself that I would naturally do that. Well, two or three weeks went by and nothing changed. And I realized I hadn't actually been doing it. And so I kind of, you know, (laughs) shook my head and said, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do exactly what they say. Each day I'm gonna write down three fortunate things that happened to me. You know, and I'm going to make this commitment. I've got, you know, I went out and I bought this, you know, this uh, kind of cheap little um, uh, little notebook kind of thing. And I put it by my bedside and I said, I am not going to go to bed until I write three fortunate things. Well, that was fine for the first week, you know. Um, and the first week went by and nothing really changed. But I remembered this one night, it was probably a week into it. Uh, I was so tired and I was so frustrated and angry and, you know, I'm dragging myself up to bed just, you know, so tired from the day. And I saw my journal and I realized I hadn't written in my journal yet and I wanted to go to bed immediately and I couldn't think of three fortunate things. I couldn't think of one fortunate thing. And I just sat there and I was just human, <laughs> you know, cause I was so volatile and, uh, Anyway, I I don't know if I even came up with three that night, but I made a commitment to myself that the next day I wasn't going to wait until the nighttime to write or to find those three fortunate things. And so the next day I was driving to work. It's in the morning and I live up in, up in this, up in this valley. And I'd have to drive down this Canyon, you know, kind of narrow Canyon road that only has, um, you know, only has like, you know, one lane each way. And so if you get behind a slow person, you're behind a slow person for a really long time. And of course I was a frustrated guy and I hated that. And I remember driving down and I get up on this slow guy, you know, just he's going really slow. And just as I get up to him and just as I start to lose my temper, he pulls over to the side and he lets me go by. And then in my rear view mirror, I see him pull back on the road. And so he did that deliberately for me. And so if you remember that definition, Gratitude is recognizing you are the recipient of deliberate kindness. I recognized that. And I said, hey, that was something. I can write that down tonight. And as I thought that, all of a sudden, I started to feel these feelings I had not felt in years. All of a sudden, I felt connected to this stranger in some car that he was kind enough to help me out so that I didn't have to ruin my day. And Anyway, I just felt these amazing emotions of happiness. And at the same time, I realized, oh, my gosh, I bet that stuff happens all the time. And I just haven't been aware. I just haven't been awake. You know, I've been going through my life with blinders focused on all these things that are outside of my reach. You know, like that quote from Oprah Winfrey when we when she talks about, you know, it's the things that, that you don't have. If you're focused on those, that's going to ruin your happiness. That's going to ruin your gratitude. But when you're grateful for what you have, then that makes everything possible and, and, it, and, it, and it connects you to others. So anyway, that was my first experience. And once that started happening, I started to become more aware of the deliberate kindness that other people would do. And it made me want to participate as well. It wanted me to be kind and to, to be generous. And, and that's when I started to become calm and to no longer be volatile with my uh my temper and my anger and frustration and it's when i really started to feel that peace and so, so gratitude is the magic answer it's so simple and you know doing habits where we can deliberately um you know spark those those feelings of gratitude just makes a huge difference
0: exactly exactly and i'm sure that you um I went through research and also found this part but I, want, I wanted to, to mention this to our listeners the fact that we our brain is wired in a way that we uh, that we will survive that uh, we focus on the problems on the struggles on what's not going right so that we will survive so that we will be here tomorrow and um, that worked great A few million years ago (laughs) but uh, it's not wired for us to be happy but uh, only to survive so it's up to us to do something about it to do uh, gratitude work to refocus our attention because if we are focused all the time on I don't know the driver that's uh, driving slow in front of us and we uh, we feel somehow that our survival depends on us getting to some particular point in time uh, we will get mad and uh, certain circuits in our brain will fire up but if we see things uh, from a different perspective from a gratitude perspective uh, we actually get our power back and our happiness back from my point of view
1: absolutely you you nailed it right there benta <laughs>
0: awesome and Thank it's, so, you.
1: it's so interesting how we condition our mind Well how we let our mind be conditioned by society and other circumstances. Uh, and we, so often we are not deliberate about what we want to think about, what we want to focus on. So I'm a commercial filmmaker by trade. Um, I, I have different roles, uh, whether I'm a writer, producer, director, whatever, on a, on a shoot or a program. Um, when I am in the producer role, it's a terrible role. <laughs> Cause what a producer is, is they're kind of like a lawyer. You know how like lawyers are always looking for loopholes. They're always trying to find what's gonna what's gonna, you know, go wrong and then and then word it so that they're all protected. Well, with a producer, you're always worried about what's gonna go wrong on a shoot. You know, who's not gonna show up, what location's gonna get blown, what bad weather's gonna happen, what camera's gonna go down. You're always focused. Oh my god. <laughs> And you just, you condition your mind to just be focused and looking for these things. And so, I mean, I've been conditioned to think negatively all my life. And now that I learn, oh my goodness, with gratitude, you can deliberately condition your mind. You can focus on the things that are going to be beneficial, the things that are going to be helpful. And get those, those thoughts and get those, uh, you know, those patterns um, in your life. Um, do you know who Sean Acor is?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sean wrote a marvelous book called The Happiness Advantage. And in that book, he talked about an experiment that they did at Harvard, and they called it the Tetris um, effect. And what they did was they had these college students play the game of Tetris for really long periods of time. And if you remember what Tetris was, it's, it's that shape maxi- matching up thing where you have these blocks that would come down. And they'd have them do this over and over and over and over again, and uh and And then when the kids would leave, they would find that they would dream about it, that as they're walking, you know, through the city, they're like, you know, shaping up the skyscrapers, or when they go through the grocery store, you know, they're organizing in their mind the boxes of cereal. Well, the cool thing about it is if we condition our mind over and over and over again to look for things that we want to look for fortunate things to look for you know connections of gratitude then suddenly we can train our mind to look for and expect these good things to happen and we see it you know it's there all the time we're just
0: not conditioned totally totally and i i, I know this from my own experience that um you know you something uh, awesome happens you enjoy it a bit, maybe, I don't know, a minute or so. Uh But then you have to do something else because that's usually very important and you have to focus on responsibilities and things like that. And um, you focus so much on the next thing that you need to do that you actually forget about the beautiful thing that happened. And these kinds of things happen, in my opinion, every day, beautiful things, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I think... On the one side, you mentioned that uh, you were doing uh, the gratitude journaling at night. I think it it was great f- from one point of view, at least. The fact that you um, you thought about the the things that were great that happened that day. I think this is very powerful because when we when we're tired, when you th- when we think about our day, we usually worry uh, about what happened or what's going to happen the next day. But when we think about the beautiful things that did happen that day, we, by acknowledging them, it's, it makes our perce- perception of the day and of our life actually um, much more realistic, in my opinion, and also much more positive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting that you talk about that, um, that something good will happen and then we move on and we forget about it. Um, So I wrote a book, it's called the seven core skills of everyday happiness. And one of the things that um, anyway, skill number two, skill number one, of course, is gratitude. That's the king of all skill number two is to savor the now. And I, you know, I found and, and so many other people do this is, is we move on, you know, so quickly. And with you know, like the word savor means to just really relish and make it make it last as long as possible. You know, if you think about eating a little chocolate or something and you want to savor it and just make that stretch out. Well, that's, again, an exercise you can do in becoming really present, becoming, you know, right where, you, you know, being fully present. And when something good happens to you, you savor those good feelings. And maybe you do an exercise like, you know, take three breaths, still feeling the uh, The good feelings that you just felt when something good happened to you, but anyway, there are different skills that we can do so that we can be in control, be you know deliberate about what's going on in our lives and the way that we feel emotions and the the emotions that you know are going to be helpful and
0: healthy for us moving forward totally and this uh, this relates a lot i don't know if it's from the book or if uh, you found it from another place Um, in hardwiring happiness there's actually um, the author mentions that we can rewire our brain by doing this exact same thing by the fact that we uh, focus and we get the, the positive experiences in and we give them more attention in time it actually rewires our brain and the neurological links that we have in in our brain actually modify uh, in a way that's actually good for us uh, from a happiness standpoint
1: isn't that amazing like all these scientists are so smart they can figure out all this stuff and 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 it's so simple yet for us to develop a practice a habit like you said you know of increasing our gratitude and we we get the benefits, but I love that science is studying this right now, and me uh, too. <laughs> yeah, and that everything's there to help us. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. Control. Uh, by the way, you mentioned practices. Do you have certain practices that you do constantly that uh, get you to be so grateful? I do,
1: and one of the things that I do also is I change it up. Um, So. Uh, Cause I find that I do something for a while and then I kind of plateau and it doesn't, doesn't give the spark to me like it used to. It's kind of like jumping into a, you know, a hot bathtub and it feels great at first and then you get used to it, you know, cause you're just sitting there. So what I like to do is I like to change things around. So, um, I have different prompts. Um, sometimes I will, Uh, like my favorite one is to list three fortunate things that happened to me that day. It keeps me present on what that day is and what's going on. But then I also like to um, do exercises. I love journaling. I love to do exercises where I think about who has blessed my life or what prayers I've had answered or, you know, other things that, that bring connections, you know Um, but as I think about those and as I, is I recognize that I'm the recipient of that deliberate kindness, you know, in whatever exercise or whatever focus that it is. But it's really choosing um, to, you know, to be deliberate what, about what I focus on. Um, but, yeah, there's so many different options that you can do uh, to keep it fresh and keep it exciting and keep um, gratitude as a, as a tool, a nice sharp tool that will help you elevate
0: yeah, I love it. I love it. And I also wanted to uh to find out from you if you could go back in time like 10 years ago or in a in a place in your life when you didn't feel this grateful. Uh what would you tell your younger self about gratitude? Ah I would just—I'd want to shake my head. <laughs>
1: just listen—it's so simple. I know it. I know it seems crazy. I know that it seems too easy, and that the harder things seem more sensible. But just trust me—that if you can just develop a pattern, uh, a habit of expressing gratitude and really feeling that inside. Um, doing what you can to feel those emotions, that connection with others, that will change your life, Scott. You know, if I could go back and just like I—I I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do my life over again because I like what I've learned and I'm very grateful for the hard lessons. But at the same time, I think, oh my goodness, what if? What if I had that one thing? I wouldn't have to change other things. I wouldn't have to change my job. I wouldn't have to change who I am. I would just have to change my focus, and it would change my life. I mean, everything would be different had I done that 10 years ago. And really, when I discovered this, it was about 10 years of darkness that I was in, where I was so frustrated. Um, I'll tell you one real quick story. Uh, they sent me on a filming trip to Cambodia. Uh, it was a humanitarian project, and I was there to film the poor, impoverished, sad people of Cambodia in order to help this uh you know this rich North American audience open up their hearts and their wallets to help these people and You know they were doing like clean water and wheelchairs and some vision care and some other things and uh, anyway, I landed in Phnom Penh. And, we're, and I'm in this little rickety minivan with the film crew, and we're just packed in there, uh, you know, between boxes of camera gear and, uh, and each other. <laughs> <laughs> and the way the camera worked is you couldn't take it from an air-conditioned place and take it out in this really humid environment, and so we had to have the windows down. And so like instantly I'm sweating and I'm complaining and I'm miserable, you know, and, and I'm thinking about what I'm there for. Oh, yeah, I'm here to film the poor, impoverished, sad people. Okay, And I look out the window and I see poor, impoverished people, but I don't see sad people. You know, I remember seeing like this family of five packed onto this little motorcycle riding alongside of me. And as I'm, you know, watching them and I'm just amazed at this, um, I look over and they kind of, you know, look over at me and can tell that I'm staring at them and their faces just light up with this pure joy. Wow. And so, you know, I don't know what to do. So I, I look back and I smile my fake, you know, North American smile, you know, pretending that life is really as good for me on the inside as it appears on the outside. But I realized they had something that I didn't have. They had this pure joy, this pure happiness, and I wanted it. And so when I was there on that humanitarian trip, I realized I was missing something. And I started to search for it, and I and I was frustrated because the harder I worked, the more I stretched trying to work harder and do all these different things that I thought would make me happy. Boy, if I had just known that it was to be grateful for what I have, The the, the secret was gratitude, boy, my life would have changed right there, and so many other things would have changed. My relationships would have you know blossomed and. So not looking back with regret, but boy, if, you know, if you're listening right now and if you're wondering, is this really going to work, try it, (laughs) try it. Give yourself time, you know, invest in yourself that you will spend time each day deliberately focusing on how you are the recipient of deliberate kindness. It'll change your life.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And I love the story and i think it's so important uh your message is actually for our listeners that are not uh, practicing gratitude yet or have not tried it yet and um and also for the younger people that uh, might think about gratitude or they might be listening and um it's not the number one priority for them you know because all kinds of worldly things uh captured their eyes like it was our case as well. Um but I'm really curious uh if you have some people in your life that you're really grateful for that you would like to mention.
1: Oh uh, I don't know where I could, where I'd be able to stop on this. But my <laughs> family is the most important thing to me. Oh I love my wife. And and I think about you know how grateful i am for her every single day and i can't believe she stuck with me through all those years when i was such an ogre i mean i was so frustrated and and i i am so grateful that she stuck with me through those years and that now hopefully she's got a better man you know mm-hmm. and it's my so kids <laughs> My extended family. Anyway, I have so many connections. And and one of the things that I am so grateful for too. So when I learned about this and I realized that the the whole time that I was frustrated and angry, I was self-sabotaging my own happiness. Um I realized that there are more people that are in that stage, that are they're caught in this web and they can't seem to get out and they're frustrated and they're angry and they're tired and they're exhausted and they're overwhelmed. And I thought, I have something that can help them. And so that's why I, you know, wrote the book and created the app and did other things like that, why we do podcasts like this. But one of the amazing things is I get to meet people like you, Benta, people (laughs) who are living their purpose and are like, what can I do to help others? And this is a new space for me, you know, rather than being in the selfish world of filmmaking and whatever, I am with heart-centered people who are like, what can I do? How can I help? How can I serve? I've discovered something and I'm happy to share. It's so cool to hang out with people like you. And I'm super thank you. grateful for that. And I thank you for contacting me and allowing me to be on your show.
0: Definitely. It's it's my pleasure. And I'm really glad that uh, we've met and that we've had this talk. Uh, by the way, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see your work? Yeah, an easy
1: place is to go to scottwillhite.com. And, uh, yeah, check me out. I've got some tools and some resources. You know, again, I, I believe that, that happiness is a skill and like any skill, like playing the, you know, violin or drill dribble in a basketball between your legs. If you use repetition and consistency, you can do that. So I've got some tools out there, you know, an app, a book and, and other things that can help you with that. But just know that, you know, happiness and fulfillment in life is so possible. And it's simply a matter of putting in some things into practice to where you look within and you're super conscious
0: about it. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's the perfect ending to to our time together. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Benta. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode,
0: please write a review on iTunes. Search for The Gratitude Podcast.